Peace and love to all the kings and queens. It's your girl, Melanie Charles, a.k.a. D. Flower, and you are tuned in to the Make Jazz Chill Again podcast. Uni and I cannot believe that this is our 13th episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you for all of the lovely feedback we've been getting. And we're really excited to be bringing you more quality episodes and more real conversation. If you guys are like me, then you are tuned in to what the people are talking about in the TikTok and YouTube um, streets. One such topic bloggers are calling a cultural war between our transgendered sisters and our cisgendered sisters. As many of us know, women like Ma Rainey, Billie Holiday, Carmen McRae were not only musical giants, but were very progressive when it came to their gender and gender identity, their sexuality. And so this week, we bring you a special episode. Um, We recorded it a few weeks ago, actually during Pride Month, with my good friend of many years, Jack Fuller. This episode, we sought out to create a safe space where we could air out our misunderstandings, our confusions, even our traumas. At the end of the day, we all just want to be seen, we want to be understood, we want to be loved, and we want safety. And so we call this episode, Is Every Sis a Sister? We hope you enjoy. Make Jazz Trill What's up, everybody? Peace and love. It's your girl, Melanie Charles. And your girl, Uni Mo. And you are listening to the Make Jazz Trilligan podcast. Usually, you and I shoot the breeze a little bit before we bring on our guest, but I don't want to waste a second. I really want to bring on our special guest, uh... No, we can't do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jack Fuller. I, when I think about Jack Fuller, I think of one of my first creative friends, like ever that I could ever remember. Um, as growing up, coming up, we went to high school together. We went to music conservatory. Went to LaGuardia High School together. We went to music conservatory together. Harlem School of the Arts. Jack is an incredible vocalist, an incredible composer, an incredible violinist, an incredible dancer, an incredible rapper, and an incredible actor, actress. I think I, I think I touched on everything. Okay, not only incredible dancer, but inc- incredible choreographer. Mm. Mm. And um, probably please, that, and probably one of my first queer friends. So, mm. as we enter into this time of awakening, awakening, and this topic that we were talking about today is so delicate and very popular, I've I've been wanting to find a way to 
unpack this in a safe space. And it hit me, occurred to me, actually it was a post that you posted, Jack. Um, and and you, you simply said, every sis isn't a sister. Every sis is not a sister. And I was like, ooh, that's a whole gateway of things. So I know I just talked a lot. I know I just spoke a lot. But first, I wanted to just paint the picture of what an incredible creative this human being is, what a very important person this person is to me. And also, let's talk about this difficult stuff. What's up, Jip Jack, Jack Fuller? How you feeling tonight? What it do? Wow. If I was having a bad day, that's over. Um, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, it means everything from someone just as consummate as you. I feel like we, I, I don't know, like, I feel like in HSA in particular, we had a, a really blessed experience of being like next to people that we could look up to. And you were definitely like one of those people for sure. Um, so I, I just, friend, wow, that just made my life. And you're also like a trailblazer and because and like also you've done stuff creatively that people are now like getting into. You were like already did them years ago. And like any there and I don't know how what your relationship is with Azalea Banks right now, because I know these things can be up and down. But to me, I'll never forget that that track that y'all put out together. You made a whole video and everything. And it just feels so exciting to like watch that video and hear you and see how you are really at the core of a lot of the interesting things that's happening right now creatively. So how, wh- where are you, first of all, where are you right now with your creativity and stuff? Um, Lord, I, I, I'm in theater. Shit is weird. Um, can we cuss in here? I didn't, I didn't remember if I read the It's okay. It's okay, right? Oh, okay. no, we welcome. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right, we cool. welcome I'm, everything. I'm from Harlem. And um, <laughs> it comes out when the when there's black people, black women, that's like, okay, we, we in the kitchen or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm in theater, which is weird. Like, I, you know, I've, I've always, like, considered myself, like, to be like a music artist and like you know mm-hmm. doing that and working on albums and things but there was this one album that i started a long time ago lord mercy like 2010 um that like got shelved for like jip jack as a music artist i'm working with azealia banks in that regard and working with Dope. her on broke expensive taste yep. um and Azealia go way way back in high school um, right she's, oh yeah high school she's always been amazing um we have so many of the same influences. It's so random, you know what I'm saying? Like both like love Rochelle Pharrell and when we found that out, we died. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's like that came along and just uh, ran into that. But in working on that album, I started writing the lyrics out and it started revealing itself like a script and all of these voices were me, but like aspects of my psyche that needed voice on its own. And I was like, I can't like voice all these parts now, you know, like in my head, I was like, I need other vocalists. And it was like, (laughs) yeah, you know, then it's like, it needs Mm -hmm. a cast. Mm -hmm. Like once it became Mm -hmm. that, it's like, this can't just be an album anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I guess in just that vein, it manifested this door opening into theater. Um, Thankfully, um, Zora Howard, another HSA Mm. alum, um, and another LaGuardia alum mm-hmm. um, hooked me up with Flea Theater, um, and they got they got me together and have been helping me 
get so many things together and I've been working on my piece now and it's nuts like being produ- like workshop mode wow. for sure. weird. of wow. your own shit right yeah right right can Those we you- get can we get like a little sneak peek as to like what this what it is what's the story yes good question you oh my god. The title like I'm so curious I'm what curious. oh my god okay <laughs> So the title is called Thoughts and Involuntary Mantras, and it is a chronicling of an overthinker's first time falling in love. And I try not to, like, make it, like, oh, Black queer male, Black, you know, two-spirit, like, because honestly, I feel like we all go through this, even though the story will be told um, from a queer perspective, I think, like we all like can relate to to what it is especially if you consider yourself an overthinker i don't think queer changes that too much i mean it might inform you a bit differently but otherwise like what goes on in the head is the same Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. it's just about like what's happening from like moment to moment to important moment um and repeated phrases and stories that you tell yourself when this is happening in order to try to like reconcile something that you might be completely unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is about me. It's a, it's a real story. It's, it's autobiographical as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I can't, I can't wait to get it on its feet. Um, you know, I hope for all the things I want it to eventually be fully recast, you know what I'm saying? And reproduced and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't wait to do it and then later down the line sit in the audience and watch it be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that it's a perfect alignment of like where we are in the world and your piece getting to be produced on this level. I feel like this is the moment for that. I feel like our generation, and I feel like we've spoken about this years ago, is like we're always at that moment where it's like there's a big shift our paths haven't been easy coming up from teenage like just like the grind and the struggle the the way that we thought the industry was gonna be it's it really isn't you know and then like we came up in an environment that's just so creative in all the different aspects of performing arts um I remember going up, people were telling me, you need to choose one. You need to play the flute or you need to be a singer. You need to, you know what I mean? I remember standing right next to you, you hearing know. the same shit. You, you know? And, and hearing them say it to you and hearing them say it to me is madness. But thank what? goodness. We, we were just talking about this in our last episode. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But this, thank, I'm sorry, Uni. I, I was just going to say, like, thank, no, good, yeah. thank goodness we're rebellious. And we were like, fuck that. I'm going to do it anyway. And now... You better be all about all the creativities or else you're going to be left behind. Now you got to wear all the hats. You got to do everything. <laughs> now <it's>, okay. <laughs> I guess we asked Period. for it. Like, yeah. you got to wear You got to do everything. You got to do that. You got to do that. You yeah. got to put this together. You got to be a producer. You got to be a musician. You got to be an artist. You got to be da, 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 da. And now the conversation is like, oh, I can't do this by myself. I need help. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, my yeah. my from Egun like thanks to the ancestors for us knowing somehow that we could do it, even though like oh, everything sure. around us was telling us that we couldn't, like and and shouldn't. And it was like, oh my god, like I have this desire to for whatever reason, and it does, and it does sound like a lot of work. But I'm gonna be in practicing these multiple instruments. I'm gonna be in here 
stressing or being here doing whatever it is that needs to happen, you know what I'm saying, to my capacity and where whatever level I get at is going to have to work. It has to. <laughs> yeah. And There's then, no other way to do it. We get some assistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so on top of all of that, of you being this creative force, um, you also have been very vocal about the global journey of what it means to be transgender, queer, non-binary, all there's all these terms being thrown around. I we came up in a space where I don't think we noticed like gender identity or sexual preference coming up. We just saw that we were creating it. We were speaking another we didn't look at that, I feel like. Do you feel like that was like a part of our experience coming up? We definitely had queer phobia coming up for sure. Um, you know, I definitely experienced queer phobia right up in HSA, right up in LaGuardia. Wait, amongst um, your friends and, these... and and like your friends and peers? Yeah, yeah, amongst amongst my friends and peers, amongst people that um, you know, considered themselves rivals or you know, felt ways because I was gay and wouldn't be my friend. Um, you know, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know unintentional phobia too that you know again you could say these people are your friends and they do things that are queer phobic i've had to apologize to a good um trans girlfriend of mine um that you know back in the day we both like promised we wouldn't transition because it was like unthinkable to do something like that in the in this regard where we were being forced to be something else in the first place and we were already battling with the idea that okay we're gay men so like that's already a lot we're not gonna push the envelope in that respect we're already mm. being brave quote unquote enough so i've had to we've had to come yeah. together and freaking weep and be like girl they like Thank you for saying it. It's like, yo, we did that to each other and to ourselves and wilded it out and slowed our progress and slowed the progress of the people around us. Um, it, like, it, transphobia and, and queer phobia is beyond um, the mm. need or the desire for a group of people to not exist, which is, of course, what we always are speaking against um, and making sure is 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 to be eradicated we need people to just understand that people exist whether you want folk to or not and stop Mm. caring whether or not people exist um but when we're speaking to other more subtle levels of transphobia we're speaking to that because those subtle levels of transphobia open the door and allow for those more violent levels of transphobia to exist and to be justified um, mm. So yeah, those friends, your lovers, your lovers, your family. Mm. Well, it almost sounds like you're saying that you can be queer and still be queer phobic. For sure, absolutely. It's like dismantling the what what is taught yeah. and what we are either taught by society, by our culture and families that, and dismantling all of that within ourselves, whether you you consider yourself queer or not, I guess. Is that accurate? Yeah. Um, 
there's so much to this conversation that it's like questions are the only way to make sure it doesn't just go everywhere. You know what I'm right. saying? But right. it's 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 absolutely I think it is. It's about it's about for me like the dismantling is a decolonizing in that like First and foremost, I want Black people to just understand that the current gender construct was made against our gender constructs. It's not that there aren't West African or otherwise full continental tribes and villages, etc., that had binary gender. As far as they, they were, we created everything. And that's a point. Everything started in Africa, including homosexuality, including third genderism, including um, transgenderness, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Including money. I, I look at black people like, why did we do that every other day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, we didn't weaponize it. It's when these this information got into the hands of that mm-hmm. it became weaponized. Right, right. And that's when they realized, oh, well, if we can take the gender binary and then use that to create the division mm-hmm. that makes it so people are now forced to fit in this binary, then you create all kinds of things. You create all kinds of paradigms. White supremacy creates paradigms that open the door for things that are called mental illness that might not be mental mm-hmm. illness in other cultures. Right. Um, wow. it's, mm-hmm. there's so much like mm-hmm. it, it's it like it, it encompasses mm-hmm. so much so when people try to even demonize um gender dysphoria as a mental illness it's like mm-hmm. well if somebody is forcing me to identify with an energy that i don't identify with and then it's telling me that that energy only is encompassed in a body when I'm, you know what I'm saying, a certain age and going through certain things, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, absolutely not. That sounds mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we go back to other cultures where the idea of genital mutilation or the just sexual reassignment mm-hmm. wasn't happening in the ancient world. It was. Our ancestors died to be the, the sex that they wanted to be. And this is this is not new. Mm. So if if, if, if BIPOC people could just get it in their head that this is not new, that there's a pre-colonial thing returning and returning within the colonial context with these sciences that are available to us and et cetera, therefore different than we would have done it to some respect. Mm-hmm. Then maybe we could just let go of the idea that there's even importance in the words man or woman mm-hmm. to be boxing them in. It's interesting because I feel like some of my non-binary friends and also before I continue that idea, I feel like I've heard you use the term dual spirited to describe your way of identifying of male and female. Am I using the right term? It would be called two spirited. Two spirited. Um, that is a um, indigenous to America um, phrase in particular. Um, Africans have two headed, um, and the, it's just essentially about what people call consciousness. So it's both just saying that there's two consciousnesses existing within this one being of both polarities of either polarities both existing inside. Um, 
there's much debate even in the community as to what that i mean and honestly most people who really get it aren't debating we just know that it manifests differently mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. like oh two legitimate mm-hmm. um spirits who have alternating opinions and all kinds of stuff like that or if it's just housing the energy at a hundred percent in both barrels right you know what I'm saying? Like people, people see it differently. It, it it manifests differently in some people. Some people are both at all times. Mm-hmm. Some people feel more aligned to one side, but acknowledge the other. Yeah. Some, you know, move through the spectrum. That's mm-hmm. my experience in particular. Mm-hmm. Moving mm-hmm. through the spectrum and therefore pronouns might be different from hour to hour. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So, and I feel like two spirited yeah. is different and even more specific, yet more free of a term than non binary. Or am I wrong? Like, how do those two terms coexist, really? I feel like for the most part, non binary somewhat lean to more gender non conforming right. ideologies mm-hmm. in that, like, there it's more leaning to not gendered right know, than is where like two-spirited is like no both right girl and boy like oh both, wow you know and yeah. i think in two-spiritedness we get to explore the idea that binariness is not a switch with no space in between it mm. um Mm. like for you to get from zero to one there's countless decimals Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so zero to one is a spectrum in and of itself so the idea that binariness is not a spectrum um is something that we get to explore within being two-spirited or two-headed um in ways that i think other people of trans experience don't I can't necessarily speak for like a a trans woman's experience Mm -hmm. where she's like really going through the full transformation, Mm -hmm. the full, you know, the, 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 the full therapy, because it's a lot. People don't understand that's a lot. You got to go through therapy. There's hormone therapy. Mm -hmm. Then you, when your body's changing, you're going through other therapies to make Mm -hmm. sure things are going on. Physical therapy, your body's not just changing muscular wise, your bones are changing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot going on, you know, so like hormones control the whole show, right? So when your hormones are shifting, the whole show is shifting and a lot needs to be addressed. And when you're addressing it and addressing it in healthy ways, there's so much growth. And then if by the end of all of those things, you're like, we want bottom surgery still, then mm-hmm. it happens and there you go. Well, so it sounds you know? like you're talking about a small, <laughs> like that. I can't even, that I, I can't even actually get into the experience. That's mm-hmm. like a, a blip and an idea to just, so it seems like the experience is individualized to each person and some of it is for some it might be spiritual and some others depending even just what one's spiritual journey might be so because then there's you can also get into um some people are atheist and don't believe in a higher power or anything at all. And there's a possibility that someone who identifies as transgender or non-binary may not even believe in any of those things. So that's a possibility too. And then 
there's also fully transitioning and then also just being in the area of of like you said weaving so there's like so many different it's to go i guess to go back to to what i'm trying to understand is that it, it just depends on the person and where they are in, spiritually mentally and it doesn't and i think a lot of times what i've ha- what i've noticed in conversations is that sometimes people can confuse um gender identity with sexuality right right that's a big Absolutely. one i think for most of, that's actually what one of the, the one of the topics i wanted to touch on um i guess for people who may be confused about that jack can you break it down the difference okay it's it we we at my podcast has a whole episode on this so it's it's a it's the real answer is long okay so i'm gonna do my best oh to be please, please pl- tell us the name of your podcast it. please say the name of it so that people can then you and, send us the link to that episode in particular mm-hmm. and i we'll can link put it, it in, i can put it in the description awesome mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. um, the podcast is called the anukai tree podcast mm-hmm. um anukai is spelled a capital n lowercase v capital k because it's me ai <laughs> um trees but normally podcast and um the the episode is called is it gender versus sexuality mm. Mm, is it i'm writing this down right mm, here this is so good <laughs> this is so juicy i knew this was gonna be like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Before, i mean for the most part i would say like gender is something of the mind and heart and sexuality is something of the freaking groin you know what i'm saying and like there's a lot that like we don't and and my and my my we gonna just I'm gonna just say this my stance on this is a bit controversial. Okay, okay? let's go. We love because, that because mm-hmm. because I I believe that English is a failed language <laughs> and <laughs> that we don't use it to its fullest potential, but nonetheless it does not beg us to at the same time. So like it's it's like I feel like all of this stuff is probably better explained in Twee, right? Yeah. So like yeah. um but I find that like again we we conflate a lot of things. Sex and gender is something that we conflate in, in the first place, right? And being a particular sex does not necessarily you mean that you fit into the way society makes gender be right so that in the first place means that you should separate the two sexuality and gender or flip mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um the way i explain my to try to make it shorter the way i explain my sexuality or my, my whole being if you will is i'm a two-spirited male who is same sex loving that means that I like penis because I have <laughs> and I have one, mm-hmm. and otherwise my gender expression is what it's finna be. And when it comes to romance, mm-hmm. right, and that's where we want to bring gender into attraction, right? Gender and romance have more in common than gender and sex. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me do gender mm-hmm. and romance are more in common than gender, than gender and, and coitus. Mm-hmm. 
That I love that. I'm 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 a little confused. Can you so, can can you, can you repeat all that for me again? So for me, like so for me, the gender of the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with matters mm-hmm. more a little bit more than their genitals and are more connected to each other than oh. how you want bang. Ooh. Oh, so it's like it's almost like compartmentalizing it in some ways. It, it, exactly, it's making it's it's making language more strict so mm-hmm. that the understanding gets penetrative, you mm-hmm. know, instead of us having to wax poetic about concepts, right? With like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, sure, we can do that. That's fun. That's not fun. But then it gets not fun because that runs into experience, right? And it runs mm-hmm. into personalization when it's like, mm, I like penis, but like your gender, who you are, like that doesn't matter to me that much. Like right. you could be a trans woman if you have a penis and want to keep that and that's how you feel like you want to remain for the rest of your life and still be the person that I want to be with and bang at the same time for the rest of my life. So I feel like trans people mm-hmm. also free could free a lot of cis people up from mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like their expectations of what it is that they want to see in their partners because it's like a lot of women like women but also like dick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men mm-hmm. like Amazing. women but also like dick. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I hate when like like usually it's like homophobic people they'll be like I don't have a problem if you, uh so if someone says I oh I'm a I'm both a she and a he they'll be like I, well I don't care who you're sleeping with and it's like that's actually not what that's pertaining to you ever notice mm-hmm. that's like the cop out that a lot of homophobic people say well I don't care who we go to bed with it's fine it's like actually. Breaking down the gender identity and sexual preference is something that we're, as much as you say the English language is not developed enough, I think also like societally and like mentally, we're tapping on things, we're we're articulating things that we've never really articulated before. Like we're putting words to these things that have already existed for forever, as you right. as you cited, right. and because there there's more space for, there's more space for it now, because you know a lot of times people are not aren't allowed to speak on these things. They might have been spoke. This might have been spoken about in queer spaces, but as cisgendered women and straight mm-hmm. people we're we're not talking about this so like mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. probably more foreign to us to me and you mel than it is for people that are in in, in, in the, the community plus ai community mm-hmm. you'd be surprised um mm. cisness, oh really cisness cisness outweighs queer gender you know gender queerness still you know um the 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 reigning champ that is really really holding white supremacy together by a thread but this motherfucker is like a, like a, a web you know um it's okay. cis heteronormativity and cis heteronormativity is 
the concept or the, the, the mindset that says that cisgenderedness and heterosexuality are the default Mm-hmm. experiences of human beings mm-hmm. and well excuse me of of the world because for the most part people who really follow cis heteronormativity don't recognize that fifteen thousand fifteen thousand species experience homosexuality and we're literally the only one who cares whether or not anyone's gay mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so and it, there was a there was a whole lioness that transitioned into a lion with no extra scientific help and she's a, a mammal and he's a guy Really? Yes. I like, it, like the like variety is is what nature was is, is what the actual default to nature is. Ooh. So when we, I'm writing this when down. We, when, <laughs> when when we when we follow cis heteronormativity, it says that any other thing is queer, and that's all you need to know, mm-hmm. right? So. That means that a trans person's identity has to do with their sexuality because right. they no longer can fit into cis heteronormativity. Right. Automatically. Yeah. That's why they struggle with it. Because they it's the one mindset is like, well, you're you're already off the default. So like mm-hmm. any sex that you have is queer. We, I'm literally just having this conversation because there's a post on Facebook with somebody uh, that I shared that is like um, a man being attracted to a trans, being a trans woman is not gay. And, you know, people on my page for the most part that are super transphobic wouldn't speak up. And the ones that kind of just don't get it, like are still stuck in cis normativity, like are like, all right, but like, still queer because she's trans. I was like, mm, okay, let's take the idea where there's a completely passing and passing culture is harmful, but this happens. There are women who pass. Mm-hmm. People, women who, I'm, I'm trans women who know that they pass, who are out, and trans women who pass and are like, my hope was to live life as a woman, not right. trying to tell everybody right. that. They're going to tell, tell their partner, you know what I'm saying? They're going to tell their partner, but right. they're not going to like share that with the world. Right. Um, you see Hope Giselle, right? And you you see a woman. And there's no argument you know, about it. Mm-hmm. She is a woman. That's how she identifies. That's how she looks, et cetera. Her being mm-hmm. trans has nothing to do with the attraction to her, literally. Because, like, right. if she didn't announce herself as trans, you would just see a woman. Yeah. And that would be it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that trans attracted men who are indeed trans attracted beyond the ones that pass as well as hope giselle does or as well as t.s masson does or whatever have mm-hmm. you but you know they are still straight because straight is about more than especially when we talk about straight and gay there's so many things i have to remember authors mm-hmm. to, to cite because people. they're attracted so many- to the technical opposite because of what, straight they, all, gay, of what they identify right exactly okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gotcha mm-hmm. now would i say that that person is bisexual not like romantically but sexually if they're into if they're trans attracted to people who are not fully transitioned I would say they're bisexual because they are into and are into engaging 
the genitals of someone who matches theirs right oh, that's where okay. that's where and i that's- and that's where my thought process becomes controversial to everybody right mm-hmm. because it's like that's me very very strictly separating the experience that attract this person beyond the genital situation which has to do with the gender and then when they got there it's like oh this is cool too mm. that's even that's an and Mm-hmm. statement you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it, mm-hmm. so like we we have to for me i'm like we have to acknowledge that to really break it i feel like sometimes there's this like this fit in thing that people keep trying to do to the system to mm-hmm. reform it and I'm, I'm not a reformist so i'm like tear her down it's like break down break it down system doesn't oh, make any sense okay. break it all the way down it's okay that you, because one thing that a lot of trans people do come to realize in their in our growth is we will never be cis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you come to that understanding, and there are things that you just like come to breathe through if they're still triggering. You know what I'm saying? Like the, like sometimes the conversation of being of outing, you know, uh, yourself to the person that you love can be triggering for your dysphoria mm-hmm. and extremely scary for your safety. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that the out thing, the outing thing is always yeah. sensitive, mm-hmm. and people have to see that with a grain of salt. And there's no right answer mm-hmm. um, to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I promise you, every girl that's been murdered has told that person. It's when other people found out that she right. was trans right. that made him embarrassed to mm-hmm. be trans attracted mm-hmm. because it makes him look gay in the mm-hmm. community. Who mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so layered? I mean, also, if you add, you mentioned T.S. Madison um, and T.S. I watch her um, YouTube show all the time and she was talking about what's the girl that did the the first trans woman who did the sports. Was it the Nike? She had the Nike, the white girl. You know what I'm talking about? And everybody was like so upset. I'm hard pressed to be in white news. I'm sorry. And that's the thing. And she was like, she was like, y'all are talking about this. You talk about Caitlyn Jenner. Like y'all are also forgetting the the racial aspect of this. Like the black trans woman journey is one that is like light years different from yeah. the white male trans, the white trans woman story. Um, I can't help but to feel like. And I don't know. If this, I know this might sound fucked up and controversial, but I feel like the white trans woman is still benefiting from white male privilege. Yes, and that—that's the part for me—is makes it's making the the fight that much harder because as a cisgendered woman, it creates animosity mm-hmm. towards the the, uh, particularly the white cisgendered man that's transitioning to a woman because there's already that tension that's there and the and that's what we're trying to we're trying to dismantle to begin with is that animosity so that things can change and that i don't know there's also also I, i did also want to bring up like for women that for cisgendered women the fight that we have in terms of like 
reproductive rights and things like that. And the thing, and those conversations, I don't know where to start or begin or even though, even whatever question that there is, but it's like, how do we, how do we look at that so that it's more of a together mm-hmm. fight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to your first, to y'all's first point about the difference between um, white trans experiences and black trans experiences in general. Um, and I'm going to speak to, 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 to trans women because it is it is specific for that for them that is different for white trans men um they go through a whole nother thing but nonetheless like similar um as y'all can already understand it's connected to just like how white women are almost as privileged as white men right um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the most part i find that having beef with white people is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that so long as we are specific in our placement of our beef, then it is fine to go off. That's, that's me. And mm-hmm. You know, doing that, of course, can, 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 you know, do the mm-hmm. thing, the slow down opportunity thing and all of that with how the industry works. Right. But nonetheless, it's like, say, say the whole thing, you know. And um, I think that white people that are true allies would agree with that. Sorry for interfering. Period. They would be like, yeah, no, for absolutely. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it, honestly, it's a, it's, it, it, there, there are certain litmus tests. Like, they're, like, like you will leave my phone book if you can't pass certain things as a white person. Like, <laughs> yeah. Facts. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, <laughs> like, come on. Y'all already know the snow you're going to with. So, um, so there's that. I'm like, ooh, angry at a white person, do it. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't care. Like me personally, I don't care if it's, if it's because queerness and weird queerness rubbing up against you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me say, I'm, I'm going to say this because I don't think it's said enough. I think Hope Giselle might have said it because there's plenty she said that I haven't heard. Um, but when black women see a white trans woman and feel like their womanhood is being challenged, I understand that because black womanhood is challenged literally all the time. We understand that as black trans Mm -hmm. people, because we see transphobia hit black women who are cis with kids proving to you that they're cis in the first place. We see it all the time. Serena Williams is one of the easiest examples to be like, this is how transphobia punches down on a black woman where literally the same, oh, she's dark skinned, aggressive, now turns to look at her. She looks like a man because she's stacked for the gods. And because she looked like if she would kick you in your head, gender be damned, your head might come popping off. <laughs> You are speak. Thank you for articulating that. Thank you, yes. and so, thank you for so, having that compassion of seeing that side. We we and this is the thing we see it. So when when black cis women ask us the question about how do we come together, mm-hmm. I say, do the punching up. 
punch up to the to the white trans people, punch up to the white cis women, punch up. Make sure that your arguments and your complaints are going to people that you saw say the shit because you did not see us say that. You did not see us say anything about abortion rights. We haven't said shit unless we were standing right behind a cis woman. <laughs> Be like, what she said. Because mm-hmm. no, we don't have nothing to say. What do I have to say about it? I have nothing to say about it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's all kinds of ways that I can have kids. There's all kinds of ways that all trans people can have kids. And mm-hmm. we have our reproductive right fight coming. Mm-hmm. So, for the most part, black trans women that I know of, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, and I, I know I know plenty of people, you know what I'm saying, my, like, I run into people like, oh my god, I could, shit, I haven't seen you in forever, I could, like, fuck, you know what I mean, all the time, every day, I know too many people, mm-hmm. but I don't know everybody, so maybe there's a black trans woman out there talking shit, I don't hear that, mm-hmm. at all, at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing that the only the only critique black trans women or trans women of color have is the feeling of abandonment by cis black women. Yeah. And it comes out in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it'd be like, Oh girl, you ain't have to like that. Oh god, please no. But then sometimes it's like I, I can't even be mad because like if you hadn't said nothing up until now, just how it probably was gonna come out, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 I really, that, I think that piece was one that I really wanted to talk about um, because it's so complex. You know, when you look at like um, reality TV, black, black TV, black fashion, all of that is trans, trans women, queer, like that's, that's what all of that is like. The face it's beat, lead. the face beat, contour, all of that. I don't believe that we would have had that without the queer, trans existence. Like, what do you feel about? I feel like there is no Black Hollywood without that. That's a fact. I I I would completely agree. I think it it's, it really takes a unity that. A lot of times, black queer people and black cis het people find in artistic practice, um, which again allows artists to be able to have this conversation and ask mm-hmm. the questions with tenderness and be able to say, okay, look, I don't know how to ask this question with tenderness mm-hmm. because you know how to go on stage and be like, look, I don't know what it's about to be, but ah, and then quote, you know what I'm saying? And whatever it is, is what it is, and the people gonna eat it. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like it's the artists that know how to do because we like we know how to somehow like justify Mm -hmm. queerness in artistic spaces. Mm. So you find a lot of us there, not only because, you know, I mean queer people like shiny things. I'm willing to go on that generalization and be absolute about that. Queer people like shiny things, you know what I'm saying? So like you see glitz and glam, you like and it's like, I must go to it. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's it. And then you get there and you're like, it must be a part of it somehow. And then anybody who's this head who has that same desire, we're like, Wonder Twin Powers Unite and then magic. I don't I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. um 
I think this is where we can really start. Ooh, my favorite flag going. This is where we can really start to understand the immediacy of the expanse of gender and how this not something that came to be as cultures developed. We can understand this from the from the onset because women are doing it. Mm-hmm. A lot of these queer men in ancient society would be considered women socially and there's a name for the fact that they are still sexed male and appreciate that, but nonetheless mm. act as women in society and would mm. be called and addressed as such. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we get to when we get to the immediacy of the expanse of gender and recognize that, like, yeah, that person who decided that pop stars need to be in glittered leotards is a gay man and back in the day would probably mm-hmm. have been considered a woman and it's still that woman and feminine energy mm-hmm. that is permeating and making the contribution so it's still you as cis woman we have to thank for that it's still trans people you're know saying like we we have all of us as black femmes to mm-hmm. thank for that shit mm-hmm. then like like I like I you know as a person who doesn't have a womb I can't literally come to my creativity by nature of my own merit I needed a black cis woman to get me here or at least black person with a womb that didn't mind keeping it to get me here you know Mm -hmm. in the first place and that feminine energy of the ability to create life permeates and then replicates itself in a multitude of ways so that creativity and creation is something that is experienced in multiplicity because that's necessary. There, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no way that human existence could sustain um, without that. I think that like the fear of cisgender women is that the trans agenda is to replace, but actually it's to unite. It's not like a black trans woman trying to say, "Oh, you cisgender woman, I'm I'm the real." I'm. A, it's not that. It's like we there's space for us, us both. That's actually what I think is the intention, but the fear makes it feel like it's a it's a mission to overtake or replace, and that's not what it is. And I, right. And it, it almost. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Go right. No, go right here. I think that I've seen that in reverse too when it comes to cisgendered men judging women, um, lesbians too, where there's a fear that, oh, mm. women are trying to eradicate men. Yeah, that's not the case either. Yes, yes exactly. They, exactly. Feel that, they feel that way because y'all have jobs and careers and money and Oop. education. Oop. Oop. Okay, I want to get a little messy for one second. Modern woman. I want to get messy a little bit for a second. Um, Mm -hmm. You said that you don't really tap into the white news, but do you have any thought on where? Do you have any thoughts on the Jazz Jennings story? Do Do you know who she is? No. 
I don't either. Sorry. Fill okay, so this is because this is this is entering into <laughs> this is entering into the other conversation of detransitioning, right? Like that's also a thing now that I think people are talking a lot a lot about as well, and oh. I think that the what I'm hearing is that trans women and men are frustrated with the argument that we're afraid you're miseducating the children, right? That's I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people are like that. That's like a lazy explanation, right? But then we think about okay, so Jazz Jennings was a young was born as a, a boy transitioned very young like before teenage like nine ten um and lived a full life there was a reality show surrounding their experience and now they seriously regret their transition and wish to and are questioning detrans detransitioning and earlier when you were talking about the journey of your trans expression and how it really is you, it, it takes time for it to really like form. Um, and I, and you were talking about all the therapy and all the work, like all the things that go into it for it to be a healthy and as healthy and safe as it can be spiritually. There are people who are, who are allowing children to de to transition very, very young. What is your view on that dynamic? I think I think age is a number. I think America has this obsession with um trying to homogenize mm-hmm. us. Um I think that there is too young for a person to transition in that the therapy should be working enough for a person to know whether this person is ready for medical transition. Can they handle, because there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You got to be able to handle other people's opinions of what's going on as mm-hmm. you begin to look different. You got to be able to handle, again, the hormonal differences and what you might expect it to happen from all the socialization about, oh, you know, all the things you might even hear your parents talking about on side about mm-hmm. they don't want to happen when you reach high school, you know what I'm saying, all of that stuff. And then it doesn't happen that way and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot there that you've got to be ready for. You've got yeah. to find the opposite gender within you've got to be able to really you know if we're talking about trans women you've got to know that woman inside Mm. um and be able to have her Mm -hmm. and know what it is that is going to please her and then do that but it takes time it has to be going but it takes time it has to be going to please not this might please her. This would make sense to know. We're not mm. making sense. We're not making sense here. This is not a, a the, and, the, and this is the thing. Like everyone's wants some sense of, of gender. Gender doesn't make sense. These, this is a made up ad concept by humans. It doesn't make sense. Humans, humans make up shit. And we want to act like any of it makes sense. The only thing that makes any sense is math. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's imaginary numbers. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Um, it's like at the end of the day, you're not trying to make 
you're, what you're not trying to do as a trans person is make gender make sense. You're trying to make yourself make sense to you. Mm. And when you recognize that and you can say, and then look in the mirror and say, that don't make sense. That don't make sense to me. And if I was to do this and this, then I would be fulfilled. That woman within would be fulfilled. That man within would be fulfilled. And if I don't do this and don't do that, she's still going to be fine. I do feel like people need to lean. I feel like also Americans have a, have this thing where we have to do everything. Mm-hmm. We have to get into the habit of being okay with don't do and being like, okay, like, no, yeah, for sure. It would be easier to walk in the world as a whatever if I got this, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But is that what I need? And if it is, go for it. If it's not, it's okay to not, even if it makes the most social sense. Mm-hmm. You're not making sense for everyone else. Mm. Making sense for yourself. Mm. And the, and when I say, could I and would I get titties today? Yes. Yesterday? No. So it wouldn't make sense for me to go through a whole top surgery to appease something that is in flux like mm. that. Right? It wouldn't mm-hmm. make sense because the technology don't support that. So mm-hmm. until the technology supported where I can like, Pam, right. the C's are seeing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. I, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, it's not, it's not worth it because then the next day mm-hmm. it's highly possible the next hour I'm going to be like, holy fuck. But that's because it's my, that's my experience. And I've done the work to know the man and woman within and what mm-hmm. it is that they want and how they express and mm-hmm. what it is that they need from day to day, minute to minute. Mm-hmm. If I if I had not done the self therapy because I I was not in therapy for for this, but if I had not done self therapy and hadn't had the spiritual guidance from literally spirit itself, hadn't run into random um, shaman on the street that literally just named me out of nowhere, and I think I might looked the most mad. Like I had a Caesar haircut and had my school uniform on. You know what I'm saying? And he called me a, uh, a name I can't remember right now. I feel like it's Burkhadis. I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. Mm. Um, and um, spelled it for me. And I went to the library and looked it up and saw a bunch of pictures of, of two-spirited people in traditional religious regalia performing ritual, you know, mm. and all these things that I was really interested in. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, ha. Mm. ancestral memory unlock like what is this this feels very 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 familiar holy mm. shit had had those things not occurred um and some doctor didn't do the work and i went and said i was right to do the work to make sure that that's actually what i wanted yeah right now and then probably be like i have to get these out wow that person is not no longer trans Right, because they're detransitioning. Because transness is, is is transness is an inner experience. Transness is it has to do with the body in so that we are in bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's about that soul. Whether you think you have a soul or not, it's about your consciousness. You know that you know that you have a you, and that you are experiencing. That you are looking around. That you decided to do this with your neck. In order to look around, yeah, that thing has has an agenda mm-hmm. that you can either be aware of or not. And if you're aware of it, sometimes it don't look like anything that society has for you. 
and then luckily yeah. there's history that we that has not been destroyed and there's oral history that people have and there's people who are walking around who are living embodiments of the history that you can be like oh that seems more right than that sh- that was on tv or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what my parents are doing mm-hmm. or what's kind of being forced upon me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like what people i hope what people will take away from this conversation is how these principles surpass gender, gender identity, sexuality. This is like human, like when we, when you talk about, you know what I mean? Like human history in general too. Yeah. Just like humanity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, The journey for us all is to, like, get to a place where we feel good and are confident and believe and trust and feel safe within ourselves. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It sounds easy, but it's very hard to do, even just, like, as a musician. You know what I mean? Like, feeling like, all right, my sound is weird, whatever. Maybe you don't like, you don't get, but this is what I'm doing. Like, (laughs) it's not for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like transcending norm the norms that are taught in our everyday society. But you also make me think about history that isn't taught in in schools in general, mm-hmm. in terms of just an agenda. Religious mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you know, we've even touched on like Pangea at one point in one of our episodes and just how humanity just started it and the controversy in that and the dismantling of that in general. Mm. So it, you're just bringing up a lot of these things in my mind where... Um, They're like reoccurring themes. <laughs> re, yeah, reoccurring themes in general. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and one of the trigger words that you said was the history that's that you can still find that hasn't been erased. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot that's gone. And I know y'all know, you know, like one of the, I'm like, honestly, anybody who hasn't d- done a, a serious dive into history, mm-hmm. just do a, a serious dive. One of the first things you find is how many libraries were burnt. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, it's it's unfortunate, of course, because so much information, the the knowledge of so many peoples, you know, um, is lost in in, in such fires. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then when you think about the decimation and genocides of people, um, again, like people are history. So, like if someone can't tell their kid, you know, what I'm saying the story of Mima up in the kitchen with the oranges, if you know, you know. And suddenly that information don't get passed down. Yeah. You know, and then it's lost. So we have colonialism to blame as usual. And I think when we we think about about that and try to again think the immediacy of like certain certain aspect of life Mm -hmm. pre colon and just and just go back. I mean, sometimes that's too far, you know, for people as eons ago, right? Um when we at least go pre colonial, Mm -hmm. right? It, and and what I mean, I mean honestly, even pre-touch down on Egypt from like you know Greece and Rome, like before before those folk even pre pre um, pre Moors um, invasion, which the fact that they teach it as an invasion and not rescue mm. lives, because we could have not had this problem had the Moors just minded their business. But um, so 
the invasions of the Moors, you know what I'm saying, into Spain before that even, right? If we go there, the countless tribes where like homosexuality was how they did romance and did their households and ran their households mm-hmm. and would come together clinically to have heterosexual sex to continue their village. Um, the people who get God through male homosexual sex, the 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 warriors who are like, if I it's gonna be a little crude, you know, hide your kids, hide your wife. If I take in the man's seed, then I will be more powerful for war. Mm-hmm. Like these these mm-hmm. ways of being that even desexualize sex as something that's like this whole like ooh attraction based like I gotta ooh like this is you know what I'm saying it's like no that we can actually just do this because like the it's hard and it's wet and we can make it <laughs> happen. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So you right. wanna do it? Great, let's do it. Oh you oh bro, I need I need I need a pump, right? You know what I'm saying? Before steroids there was nut, y'all. <laughs> he was like, I need a pump. Ah, he was like, I got you. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing new under the sun. I feel like <sighs> I feel like we need to do a part two because I just realized the time. I'm like, holy smokes, we've been vibing. And I still want us to do Trill Trivia. So, Jack, <laughs> Jip Jack. I'm, we, here, I'm here, I'm here. We <laughs> call you by all your names. Oya's favorite Kai. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we do this thing called Trill, Trill Trivia um, where we ask some very tricky jazz adjacent questions. I'm very excited to see what Uni is going to ask you. you. This is Uni's segment of the podcast. So I'll pass it over segment. to you, Uni. <laughs> and welcome to, well, it is, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to learn, not just um, show one's jazz knowledge. Yeah. Half <laughs> of them, I never know I'm the here. answers, to be honest. Oh, I must have Kelvin Bell to just not watch <laughs> this this part of it. Oh my God, Mr. Bell, if you're watching this, we're loving you. Don't skip. It's a good time. It's also meant to be fun. Yeah, you this, know? Is fun. Like, this is always fun. Let's see. Yeah, I'm here for it. I love. I live a trivia. <laughs> so. Oh my god, I can't with us. We really do that. Oh my gosh, we clown. I know we do. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one Who is your jazz Beyonce? Oh shit. <laughs> I'm gonna need a lifeline. Um no. Um <laughs> no right or wrong answer. Lord. This is just who was your jazz Beyonce to you. I know and it and it's and it's still like I feel like I'm a, I'm gonna give an answer and then the other like sides of me and be like, but what about <laughs> um However Like I mean like 
<laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, like fucking. I mean, Ella, shit. Oh, Ella. Mm-hmm. If we, Ella, if we're to, if we're talking about ugh, if we're talking about, I guess, like popularity and like you know, what I'm saying, if I want to like get, get stats, Ella, and then ugh, like like just. When, like I don't know, like something about like the the performance quality with the vocal ability. Like I don't I don't know. She was dancing or nothing around the hose, but like. But she was she started out as she a was dancer. Giving you. I she know. Did. Ooh, yeah, at I Apollo. didn't know that. Yeah, she auditioned for the Apollo as a dancer, and then at the last minute, they were like, "Honey, you should sing." <laughs> and she sang. Oh, just sing. <laughs> I love that. I'm saving that. I'm saving that for future show trivia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought she was gonna say Rochelle Farrell. See, and that this this is what I'm saying, okay? Because like, yes. But you then know? like, I don't know. Sometimes I take her out of the jazz arena and just like right. put her in some other shit that I can't even name. It's just like she's Rochelle Farrell. So then like, right. ugh. Yeah, she's in her own category. You know? Yeah. He's very true. That's a true. He's very true. Yeah, she's definitely she's true. true. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was okay. fun. Okay. I like that. Okay. Question numero dos. What is Billie Holiday's real name? Is it A, Eleanor Fagan, B, Beatrice Hart, C, Margaret Thatcher, or D Florence Waters. Oof. Oh my God. <laughs> you like can you say that? Can you say them again? Uh, I can say yeah, them again. Time, I was like, I'm gonna need to repeat <laughs> for myself. <laughs> um, A Eleanor Fagan, B Beatrice Hart, C Margaret Thatcher, or D. D. Florence Waters. B. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Eleanor, right? Nice. Eleanor Fagan. I'm glad she changed her name. <laughs> Damn. Billy Holiday is it. It's it. <laughs> Honestly, I had to Google. I was like trying to think of trill trivia questions, and I was like, "Wait, what is Billy?" Holiday's yeah, wow, <laughs> Eleanor. Mm. Mm. Okay, question. Like the Eleanor. I know, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. She knew it too. She was like, "No." She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then some other names I just made up. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher had Margaret me Margaret Thatcher, I was like, girl. Oh, my God. It was like, what are some classic old black lady names? High society black lady names. High society. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Okay, question number three. Who gave Billie Holiday her alias name, Lady Day? Was it A, Ma Rainey, B, Duke Ellington, C, Lester Young, or D, Dizzy Gillespie? 
That was a hard one. I know this one. You could call her. You could. You could call on Mel to give you a lifeline to eliminate one of the answers. One the wrong. One of them for me, girl. Um, what was the first one you said? A. Ma Rainey. B. Duke Ellington. C. Lester Young. Or D. Dizzy Gillespie. Remove um A. Okay, so it's either B. Duke Ellington. Evil, you know I know it wasn't Marty. Goddamn! Wow. Hmm. <laughs> um. Oh my god. I feel like I feel like Lester. I, I feel I feel like Lester's because like Lester. Yep, it's Lester. Ding ding ding. Okay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, didn't I, knew, I, I, didn't nah, I didn't realize the shade of my rainy. I didn't realize the shade of my I didn't do that on purpose. I just, I was like, well. Yeah. I was like, I don't know it's not my rainy. My rainy like people like that. You know that. She, that she didn't like people one. like that. Yeah. Shout out to Leslie oh, Young. Yeah. He loved her so much. I love Their yeah. relationship was so interesting. It was like this. Go see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm crossing my fingers for y'all who don't see the video. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Y'all know last... what like this mean? Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> y'all black, right? No? Oh. Right? You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Period. Period. Hmm? Um, okay, last question. True or false? Sarah Vaughn never warmed up before a gig. That's the kind of shit that if it's true, you just want to be mad. <laughs> um, it's like, really? I want to say true because I'm like, I just want to be mad. I want it to be true. Of you. Ding, 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 true. Ding, ding. Damn. Yeah. That's that old school diva shit that yeah. just. <laughs> he never warmed up. Like, she just. Girl. She stay warm. But it's also because she's probably singing all the time. Like she's pro- she's probably singing that part all the time. Too. So yeah. one word: gifts. Mm, gifts. Yes. Gifts. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I woke up like this, girl. Girl, bye. Right. Right. Literally, the jazz Beyonce. <laughs> the, right. Actual right. Beyonce. That's right. And we found it. We found it. <laughs> they they say the answers in the question. Oh. Right. <laughs> The word. <laughs> this was see. So I told you, Chill Trivia was fun. Chill Trivia is fun. It is, it is so much fun. This needs to be um, like a card game or something. Didn't I, I say that, Uni? Raynell told us to do that. Was oh yeah, that's Raynell that said that. Let's mm-hmm. do. Done. Yeah, we should do a card. A chill we gotta do it. A jazz. Let's not play too much, because then somebody gonna go ahead and steal the idea, Lord God. You already know. You so, already know. Hmm. Cut this out. Cut this out. Keep this for you the know, archive. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> they, that means they really gotta be fans, because they gotta listen to all the all the way to the end. <laughs> but that's true. <laughs> it's it's that a real true. fan. <laughs> You're right. Um, Jack, when will the flea, the piece that you're doing with the flea, going to come up? Go up? So it's not, we're still in workshop. There's so much um, that I'm answering with this mm-hmm. piece that I didn't even, again, like I thought it was an album. And now that it's not, it's like, okay, like how, what? Um, what? So we're, we're still in that stage. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. This last workshop was a movement workshop. It was amazing. 
Um, mm. So I don't have I don't have a date. I'm 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 putting out 2025 because I just I don't want it to take too long. I don't mm-hmm. think it needs that much time. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I don't think it needs that much work in terms of like time either. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like once we decide what's in it, then that's gonna like getting that created is gonna be easy and quick. Right. That's the easy um, part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2025, y'all. Yeah, we'll stay tuned. Oh, we gotta go. Hopefully, there'll yeah. be some music before then. Hopefully, I'll be able to release some. I was about to say, are you releasing then. music? Are you doing any shows? Like, where? How can people like just tap in and just witness all of your greatness in the meantime? So I w- I will be doing a show with um the Flea for their Juneteenth Artist Commission production. Mm. That's gonna be dope as hell. Um, I don't Great. have the location and everything for that quite yet, but that is definitely to come. Follow right. me on Instagram because that's probably the only place that I'll be OD promoting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Follow me on Instagram at Jipjack, G Y P J A Q. And yeah, that's going to be fun. Thank you for today, Jack. I love you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been too. a. Love you, Mel. This was so like, ooh. It was so good. Thank you. Thanks for keeping it hunted. Yeah. Thank you for schooling us. Thank you for being patient with us and mm-hmm. like taking all our questions mm-hmm. and just answering them with like love, care, and just like being also being straightforward all at the same time. So I really appreciate it. And I'm very yeah. sure our listeners are going to appreciate it too. So. Yep, Thank yep. you so, so much. much. I hope y'all appreciate the, the, the depth of these questions because these were not like, these are how you ask the questions. If you need to know the, this is a good model and example, mm-hmm. you have it now. There's no excuses. I don't want, I want no excuses. Wow. I saw it happening. Thank you. That oh, means man. That means everything because we were, were, we wanted to make sure that this was done in the right way. So mm-hmm. I give thanks. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, to sign off, usually we do this little thing. I say whatever you okay, but because Jack is a creative genius, we don't. Jack can say I'll say whatever you do. You say remember to Jack, and together we say make jazz trill again. Most okay. people they can't handle that. They be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Again? What is it? <laughs> okay. So whatever you do, remember to. Make May just, just really. <laughs> 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 <laughs>